Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, blessed be your name. Hallelujah. Praise be thy name. Hallelujah. Glory be unto thy name. With my hands lifted up and my mouth filled with praise, with a heart of thanksgiving, I am praising and blessing you, O Lord, again. Hallelujah. It's a season of purposeful uh, pursuit of God. Uh, we're going to allow by God's enabling uh, these 40 days of renewal uh, to be 40 days uh, of purposeful pursuit of God. Uh, and for that to be true in my life uh, as well as yours, uh, we need our brothers and sisters uh, reminding us uh, as well as praying us through uh, these days uh, as we move from day to day uh, in this season of Lent in this season of renewal. Bless the name of the Lord. Together, we will purposefully seek God. Can you say it with me? Together, we will purposefully seek our God. Seeking God through discipline. The disciplined life is still the godly life. It is young Timothy that was reminded by the Apostle Paul to discipline himself through godliness and how we have come to hear those words and yet the need for us all to fully continuously embrace it. The discipline in our lives as we seek God and what God calls us to do, he has given example of such in the person of Christ. For it is in the life of our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ that we see so clearly the demonstration of such a disciplined life in three particular areas. We see in the life of our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ these disciplines. We see him being disciplined in Scripture. We see him being disciplined in prayer. We see Christ being the disciplined personality in fasting. Discipline. Without discipline, we're not going to be in the scriptures. Without discipline, we're not going to remain in prayer. It's going to become sloppy. Without discipline, we will not stay the course with fasting. It's the discipline life that the Lord would have us to embrace along this journey of renewal. And I trust the Lord that together you, like me, would be able to come back and to attest that indeed God is true to his word. He has been with me along this journey, enabling me to be a disciplined person in Scripture. For Christ as a child was disciplined in the word. And as I reflect on the, the person of Christ and the areas where the disciplined life shone so brightly, I see the need for that to be so in the lives of you and me as we represent him. It is in the Gospel of Luke that we read such words. As a child, Christ grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was on him. Every year, not just once in a while, but every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of Passover. And when he was 12, can you say that with me? When he was 12 years of age, when he was 12 years old, 
they went up to the festival according to the custom after the festival was over while his parents were returning home the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem but they were unaware of it thinking he was in their company they traveled on for a day then they began looking for him then they began looking for him after traveling for a day with the belief that he was among those who are journeying back to their home, among the relatives and friends. And when they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. In the 46th verse of this second chapter of Luke, we read, and after three days, hallelujah, they found him. They found him in the temple court, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Here at the age of 12, not just one day, not two days, but three days sitting in the temple among the religious leaders, yes, who stayed, who camped out in the temple night and day in the word with the Torah, night and day, yes, in the temple. And that's where Jesus at the age of 12 was found everyone who heard him hallelujah was amazed at his understanding and his answers the bible says they found him in the temple after three days he was there in the temple court sitting among the teachers listening to them and asking them questions and those who heard him they were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why, he responded, why were you searching for me? Did you not know I had to be in my father's house? At the age of 12, my sisters and brothers, as we spend time along this journey, let us trust God that what we read would take root in our hearts and application would be made. These words on this page in the Gospel of St. Luke that gives us insight into the child Christ at the age of 12, doing what he has been raised up to do unto this very age, and that is to be a student of the word. He did not grow weary of the word. He saw the need being in this earthen vessel to give time to the word, to be in the scriptures. How the need is great for you and me to be women and men of the scriptures. How I encourage us during this season of Lent, during these 40 days of renewal, to be women and men who are found even the more in the scriptures. 
Yes, as a child, he was in the scriptures, but not only as a child, it was his custom as he grew. Luke 4 and 16 through 19, Mark 14, 48 and 49, they give us insight into his discipline in the scriptures as a custom. We read in Luke's gospel, he went to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue as was his custom, he stood up to read. And the scrolls of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, freedom for the prisoners, and recovery of the sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. As a custom it was, being in the synagogue with the word, reading from the Torah, reading from the scroll, and it's in the scroll, it is in the word that God can continues to reveal his purpose and his plans for our lives. That which they had read down through the ages, it was that particular day that Jesus was able to declare to them that that which is being read, which is being proclaimed, today it shall be manifested. I encourage us to stay in the word, stay in the word, because it's in the word that God will bring about the manifestation in your life and in my life. I know we have been struggling in areas. I know we have been stumbling along. It would appear and more than just appear. It has been a reality for many, but we will stay in the word because what's in the word, God has the aware at all to manifest it in our lives. In Christ Jesus, Mark's gospel as we hasten on, just two verses therein, verse 48 of Mark 14, it says, am I leading a rebellion, said Jesus? that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me every day, not just once a month or once a week or once in a while, but every day I was with you teaching in the temple courts every day. And you did not arrest me, but the scriptures must be fulfilled. Every day he spent time in the temple court. And if you know anything about back then, as it ought to be now, being in the temple courts was to give oneself to prayer and to the reading of the Torah. As men and women of God, when we reflect or when we give ourselves towards coming into that place, even into your virtual space of worship, would to God it would be that time within that space of prayer, of worship, and of the reading of the text. Because in reading the text, in giving ourselves to reading the text, it allowed the Father to speak to us, and not just you and I speaking to him with our prayer request, with our needs. Oh, how he longs to hear you express your heart, but he also wants you and me to hear him. And we hear him by being still in his presence. We hear him also more so by listening, reading his word. 
he watched over his word to bring it to fruition. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will not pass one jot. Matthew's Gospel, 9, chapter, verses 35, and Matthew's Gospel, chapter 13, verse 54, and 22nd, chapter, verse 29. And we see in these scripture texts that as a teacher, yes, he spent time in the text. The tendency at times is for us to feel as though we have graduated from Sunday school. We have graduated from the seminary or the Bible college. My brothers and sisters, but with all the graduating that you and I may perceive to have done, if we ever neglect being students of that word, we will die spiritually. Jesus went through all the towns and the villages. Jesus went through all the towns and the villages teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. He who continues, even here in the gospel, as a teacher, to be handling the word of life, to be handling the Torah, and how privileged you and I are today that we have the entire canon of Scripture, both Old and New Testament. We have the Torah, and we have all the other books that go with it. And we have the blessed Holy Spirit who continues to enlighten us as to the Word of God. Jesus, as a teacher, continued in the Word. Matthew 13 and 54, coming now into his hometown, he began teaching the people in their synagogue, and they were amazed. Where did he, where did this man get this knowledge, this wisdom, and these miraculous powers, they ask? My sisters and brothers, now let me give a little further insight into the handling of the text in the synagogue, into how men and women of yesteryear, of that era, they were people of the Torah. And if you were going to preach anything, if you're going to teach anything, it had to be based on the Torah. It had to be based on the Word of God, not what we see often in our day where the Bible often is open to read a verse or two from a chapter, the book being closed and put aside, and men and women go on with much rhetoric, with much verbiage. It was the Word of God. And for one to be able to teach, one had to be saturated in the Word. For one to be able to teach from the Torah, one had to be familiar with the Torah. My brothers and sisters, you are teachers right where you are. For God who loves you, who has called you, has declared over your life that you are ambassadors of his. You have been given a ministry. It's the ministry of reconciliation. And if you and I, in this season wherein we've called to live, will be effective as ministers of reconciliation, we ought to know what the word of God is saying, even to those who need to be reconciled to the Father. If we speak out of our flesh, it will only affect the heads of the hearers. But if you and I would 
speak from the word of God and allow the anointing of the Holy Spirit to come upon us as we bring forth that word. It will affect the hearts of the hearers and bring about transformation. And that's what's needed. As often as we fail, I encourage us today to get up and to press on because what you are declaring is not your righteousness. It's the word, the unadulterated word of the one who is, was, and is, and is to come. It is the God who is great enough to watch over and to bring to fruition all that his word declares. And lastly, in Matthew 22 and 29 verse, Jesus replied, You are in error. You are in error because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. And how many today are in error? How many today are in dire error because of a truth? They don't know the power of God, the power of God to bring about what his word declare. And that's why my sisters and brothers, uh, we ought to continue to declare what his word declares. Uh, even when our minds can't fathom how it will be, it is his dunamis. Uh, it is his power that is able to manifest itself uh, over what you and I by faith uh, are willing to declare to the masses. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. We, like Christ, uh, will stay in the scriptures and encourage the children to stay in the scriptures. Make it our custom like he did to be in the scriptures. Hallelujah. And as we are privileged to teach, as we are privileged to encourage others to be reconciled to God as a minister of reconciliation, if you are about what God has called you to do, it will call for that element of teaching as you share with those who need be reconciled to God. Thank you, Lord. Listen, and my sisters and brothers, uh, as we go forth into this afternoon that God has blessed us to embrace uh, in this new day, uh, God wants to renew us in this season of Lent, in these 40 days. I'm encouraged that you are journeying with me, that together we journey on in God. I said together we journey on in God during this season of Lent. For the one who loves us, is the one who has called us. And he who has called us is faithful to perfect in us that which will bring glory to his name and that which, hallelujah, will strengthen you as it does me. Let us pray. Let us bow before him. O oh, Spirit of God, we look to you. We give you these remaining minutes thanking you that we don't have to be caught in traffic driving back home. Thanking you, Lord, for your presence with us. Look in and allow him who loves you, allow him who loves us, to have full reign in our hearts, our minds. Father, look upon us. Look up at me, my sisters, my brothers. There's nothing about our lives that you do not see. There's nothing about our lives that you're not aware of. And yet you love us. Father, yes, Father, thank you for your provision. 
thank you for meeting the needs in the lives of our sisters and brothers, that the testimony of theirs will continue to be that they would not be faltering when it comes to paying rent or utility bills or mortgage or any financial obligation that are ours. Enable us to meet such needs, Father, continuously. I want to look back and want to thank you. Had it not been for you at work, there would have been reports of those who are homeless or who have lost their vehicle by having it repossessed or other areas of financial calamities. Father, thank you. The need continues, yes, but you have been faithful in sustaining us. And I pause to give thanks to you for that. May my sisters and brothers, may we together in this season of renewal see renewal in the area of finances for all of us so that not only our own responsibilities will be met, but that we will be able to experience the increased experience, yes, Lord, the overflow that we can sow into the lives of others and into ministry. This being my prayer in Christ Jesus' name. And the people of God says, amen and amen. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. We thank God for each of you again. Looking forward to having you for the 49th week on tomorrow in the prayer room. Our time of worship will continue right on to 2 o'clock. I want us to begin with this um, Spanish um, song. I don't fully understand all um, the words, but I do experience in my own spirit uh, the anointing on the song as it is lifted unto the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you as you go into the furtherance of this day. The Lord does make his face to shine in you. He is gracious unto you. The Lord our God who loves you lifts up his countenance on you and grants you his shalom. Yes, the peace of God goes with you. It rules, rest, and abide with you in your home, both now and always. And you, the woman and man of God, lift up your voice and say, so let it be. Amen and amen. Hallelujah.